Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about business plans. So first of all, before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So this weekend just gone, I did the park run as I normally do, but this week, instead of doing one of the two local ones to me, so normally I alternate between the two local ones, we went to one slightly further away. So we went to the one out in the Forest of Dean near Five Acres. So it was a different park run, very different than the one we one we usually do, um, mainly because it was completely off the beaten path in the actual forest itself. So really nice area, beautiful woodland we were running in, um, which is actually makes a fantastic running environment. It was super quiet compared to the usual runs. Usually there's a lot of other kind of park users on the paths as well wherever the park runs are they're usually in fairly populated areas so you usually get a lot of other park users uh, but this was a very quiet area in comparison to that it was nice there weren't too many people i think we might have seen a couple of hikers throughout the whole thing but otherwise everybody was there for it to either take part in the park run or to support the park run which is which is just a really nice difference it was a slightly tougher course than the ones we usually run so it was uh, it had quite a few slopes in it uh, but that that wasn't the most challenging part the, the, the challenging part was the actual terrain itself because it was in the forest it wasn't like on tarmac paths or anything it was on a uh, what you call it a hard surface a rough forestry commission trail type path um, which is quite different so you had to keep your eye on your footing to make sure that you weren't coming a cropper or any on any tree roots or rocks that were in the path and you also had to keep your eyes up high as well to because there were a lot of branches that came down across the path and uh, rows of nettles along the side as well so you had to keep your eye out for several different things so made it slightly more challenging but a very very good run i'd really like to return to that uh, park run again because that, that was really good fun something a bit different i think i ran about 30 seconds slower than my fastest time as well so i was only 30 seconds off my personal best which i was pretty pleased with considering it was a different park run than we normally run and it was slightly more challenging there was like i say there were some more slopes in it you know it wasn't hilly by by any stretch of the imagination but just a few more slopes in it than the usual ones I do so pretty pleased overall otherwise this weekend I went and played golf uh, with my brother for a little bit so that was good we got 18 holes of golf in went to a golf course again uh, did a golf course that I never played on before which is quite nice I tend to get bored um, quite easily if I do the same thing repeatedly over and over again you know and that's the same with park runs which is why I kind of alternate usually between the two local to me. It's nice to get away. And I think there's a group of friends that I go with now. So we've agreed that we'll do slightly uh, further away ones every now and again, try and get to a slightly different one each month, at least do do one a month that's not one of the two local ones, which I think would be quite good fun. And the same with golf courses. I get bored if I tend to play the same one over and over again. So I like mixing it up. So this one was a golf course not, not too far away from where I live, actually, which is quite nice. I hadn't realised it was quite so close. Um, something a bit different. And we actually played the course quite well. Again, it was probably one of the, my better days playing. So that was good because I'm not a great golfer. I very much enjoy golf, but I'm really bad at it usually. Um, so I think I, I only lost a couple of balls this this weekend. So that was a good win in itself. Um, but we ended up completely even. Myself and my brother had the same score by the end, which is quite good. We had some good holes and we had some bad holes. Uh, he probably would have beaten me by miles. There was one particular bad hole that he had where he managed to end up in the bunker and it took him quite a few shots to get out, which saved me a little bit. But otherwise, really enjoyable weekend. But what it did teach me was that um, no matter 
how you do things or whatever it is you're doing, you've got to take the time to try and practice and improve, break down the process and try and improve it each bit of the process. So I've been slow playing golf now for probably two years, maybe a bit longer. Um, I started out, I was really rubbish, not that great at all. Oh, mind you, I'm not much better now, but I have improved slightly. Um, and But the important thing is to try and spend the time and break down each bit of the process to try and improve it. No, I hadn't really done that. I've not played too much this year. I may have played, you know, over halfway through the, or just about halfway through the year. And I've probably played seven or eight times throughout the year. You know, I really enjoy it. And, uh, but it made me think today, you know, looking at it with kind of my business mind on, which I don't normally do. It was just a thought as I was driving home, you know, I'm not going to improve significantly at this unless I put the time in down at the range to actually get better to actually practice each bit of my stroke play you know try each different club tweak tweak little things here and there you've got to put in time down at the range and I actually came to the realization that actually I don't have the time to do that and I don't particularly want to do that this year um I, well, I'd love to get better but I don't really have the time to dedicate to doing that so I'm just kind of happy and I realized that I was kind of quite happy in how I was playing and just going out just for fun spending some time outdoors wandering around having a chat and a catch-up with my brother or my other friends who I play with occasionally you know it's a great social experience you don't have to be perfect at everything getting perfect at everything but it was a good reminder for me so next time when I'm having a bad golf round I can think to myself well actually it's not a problem I'm only coming out to you know have a good time and enjoy myself rather than kill myself over not being the best I can be at this because I've specifically chosen not to spend the time and effort it takes to massively improve so it's just something to keep in mind when you're having a bad day at whatever it is whether it's your job or a certain hobby or the gym or the way you eat or whatever it is you know just take the time to realize that actually you don't need to be perfect at everything you've you've set the priority based on your life so maybe you need to alter the priority so if i did want to improve at golf a lot more then i'd have to prioritize it over other things and have a look at that but if you've prioritized everything right then just be happy that you're there you're having a good time and take it as it is instead of trying to you know beat yourself up over not doing particularly great so that that was my uh one i wanted to chat about my week this week so let's get into today's topic which is business models and business plans so I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. I highly recommend that you have a business plan. Now, whatever your business is, so whether that's your property business or otherwise, I think it's really useful to have a business plan. I think it's going to help for a number of reasons. So let me run through a couple of those quickly. So I think the first reason is that it gives you an overall strategy and an overall direction that your business is going. So for example, we all know now that there's multiple different property strategies out there. You've got deal packaging, deal sourcing. You've got service accommodations. You've got rent to rents. You've got HMOs. You've got a whole myriad of other type of property opportunities out there, property strategies available to you. So in your strategy, in your business plan even, you should have listed down what those strategies are that you're planning on utilizing. Because if you've not kind of got it written down and you don't remind yourself on a regular basis, it's very easy to become distracted with other strategies and start implementing a little bit of everything. And it's very difficult to get good and efficient if you're implementing multiple strategies at once. So 
I highly recommend picking a couple of strategies. Um, Progressive Property, you know, Rob Moore and the guys over at Progressive Property recommend kind of utilizing three strategies. We've talked about this before, the 70-20-10 principle. So the 70 being your core strategy, the 20% being your second strategy and the 10% being your third strategy so that you're not kind of utilizing all your all your risk in one area so you spread your risk a little bit and you're doing several different strategies and i think that's an important thing to consider so if you write down your three strategies let's say that your core strategy is buy to flip your second strategy is rent to rent and your third one is hmos then why are you spending time looking at anything else? You should be prioritizing those three strategies and becoming as efficient as possible at those three strategies. Now, it may become a moment, there may come a moment in time when you look at those three strategies and say, actually, I want to change one of those or add another one or whatever it may be. And that's fine. You can even take one out. You could go down to two if you particularly wanted. But I think you've really got to take the time to master your key strategies, whatever they are first, instead of doing a little bit of everything. Because like I said, that's really going to stop you becoming efficient at whatever it is you're trying to do. Now, the second reason a business plan is going to be really helpful for you, uh, as well as just that overall goal and direction, which we were just talking about, it's going to bring some structure and help you with that efficiency we've just talked about. So we've just talked about kind of giving you that direction but your business plan should be able should allow you to break down each part of your process um, and really look at optimizing optimizing it and making it as efficient as possible so what do i mean by that so i mean that it allows you to say right let's just take a rent to rent business for example so who is your who are your partners in that so your partners are going to be the owners or the landlords of the house that you're renting so you're going to so this is rent to rent business you're renting off an existing landlord and then renting it out again so you're acting a bit like a letting agency you might know it as corporate lets or company lets um, that's exactly what it is so if you're renting it off somebody and renting it to another company so you're one of your key partners is going to be the owner, the existing owner of that property. So you've got to have a part of your business that's identifying and finding those landlords that you can find those deals from. So how do you optimize that bit of your process? So just take that tiny, that's the first bit of the process for your rent to rent is finding the, uh, the house or the building to rent initially. So how do you optimize that? So do you do that currently through visiting estate agents? Do you currently find that through letters to existing landlords? Do you utilize uh, um, online search tools such as Zoopla and uh, Rightmove, things like that? Do you use Gumtree, etc.? So which ones are those are you currently using? Um, use Write that down. But how do you make that process even better? So if you're talking to, if you're only talking to estate agents, for example, can you make that bit of the process any better? Can you see more estate agents? Can you, instead of going in and seeing them, can you call them once you've got a relationship set up so it's saving you time and petrol and et cetera, going to see them? Could you streamline that bit of the process? Just drop them an email or give them a call or whatever it may be. 
can what can you do to streamline that? So that's just the very first bit of the process. So you can already see that there's the opportunity to optimize that bit of the process. The second bit of the process is to find tenants to put in the property. So if you're doing company lets, you're going to be contacting local companies to identify whether they have uh, employees that need somewhere to live. So how are you doing that at the moment? Again, you're writing letters to companies. Now, if you're only writing letters, can you pop into companies and put notices on their notice boards? Can you use online search engines exactly the same? What can you do to find tenants? And now what can you do to optimize that little bit of the process? So your business plan should be able to break down each of these elements of the of the process exactly into the smallest chunks and then optimize each of those chunks of the process. So it's a really good opportunity to streamline your whole business. This is a a good way of also expanding and growing your business to the next level. So a lot of people kind of get stuck at a certain level. You know, I've talked to many entrepreneurs, I've been to lots of business events, and the kind of biggest thing I hear when I'm talking to people is that they they hit a wall so they can't grow anymore. They get to the point where they just cannot grow their profits any further, increase their number of clients. There's always something that where they hit that, just hit that barrier where they can't grow anymore. So having the business plan will help you identify where these gaps are. So in your property business, maybe you're really great at finding tenants and you've got a backlog of tenants waiting for uh, a property to stay in. But what you're struggling with is finding the properties initially. So really then you can see that you need to change your focus from finding tenants to actually finding the properties. And your business plan allows you to do that. If you've got it all written down and there's nice, and it doesn't need to be a complicated business plan either. A lot of people think that it's got to be some unwieldy document that's dozens and dozens of pages long that you never really look at again. Well, that's not the case. The more simple and easy to read it is, the more concise it is, the more value you're going to get from that. So my business plan, for example, I've got it written down on a one page document. It's got, it's like a, 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 I use it as a big flow chart so that I can see the different areas of my business. And actually I've got two businesses on there um, and and it tracks how they interact with each other as well. So I get that real benefit. I've got another document that goes with it. That um, So I've got that big flow chart that shows me the important different bits of my business. So um, it shows me the key partners that I need to work with. It shows me the key activities that I need to do within my business. It shows me um, the key costs, the major costs that I'm going to incur as my business. It also shows me all the different revenue streams that I'm making from my business um, so that you can focus it so that I can focus in on each of those areas when I need to and fix them. So that kind of that's my kind of one page business model. Um, the business plan itself is um, a bit longer. It's, I think it's about 10 or 15 pages long and it breaks down. I can tell you now because I've got it in front of me how many pages long. It is 14 pages long and it breaks down each of the bits of the process and uh, it's, I, I've got it broken down into distinct little chunks so that I know 
which bits of my process I need to work on any one time. It's also really helpful so that when I get to the point when I want to take on somebody into the business, so, uh, you know, an employee to come and work with me, I can, I've got like a handbook that I can give them and say, here's how the process works. I can take them through it, but it's already written down so they can refer back to it time and time again if they need to. And every time you bring somebody on, they're going to be able to utilize that document to help onboard them into your business a little bit quicker, which means you're going to get even more value from the business, more value from that individual quicker than you otherwise might. So it's a real worthwhile activity. So hopefully you can see a couple of reasons there why a business model, like a one-page business model, is going to be really helpful and also why breaking down that process and seeing which bits you can optimize is going to bring you value as well. Now, the other key thing um, to remember as you're doing this is look at it as to draw out your plan. So as you're drawing out the process, you're breaking down your business process make sure that you analyze each of those steps and you write down every step that you have to do. But as you're writing it down, have a think about whether you need all those steps, whether you can tweak any of those steps, whether there's anything you can automate in there. Can you, instead of, or maybe you're doing um, right move searches for an hour every week to be able to find properties and maybe that's what you're doing is what is there a way that you can automate that slightly could you go on to right move and set up notifications so you don't actually have to go on to right move to look at but whenever whenever there's a property that comes on right move that fits your parameters that fits your criteria it automatically sends you an email so instead of spending an hour reading right move you can spend half an hour reading the properties that match your criteria in the automated email that they've sent you. Um, Other things like that you can do through the entire process. And again, this isn't just for your uh, property business. This is the same for any business. So if you're running a dog grooming salon, for example, I'm just picking a random business out of the air. I don't know anybody who runs a dog grooming salon. But if you run a dog grooming salon, you know, what are the key processes that you've got? So presumably up front, you've got a premises. Um, so you had to find a premises and you had to uh, get all the right equipment and the tools for doing it. Now, the other end of the business is finding the dogs or the people with the dogs uh, that need grooming or whatever it is you do. So how do you go about finding those people? How are you advertising? How are you making your shop as approachable as possible? Are you running deals? Are you running um, kind of repeatable offers? What are you doing to draw people in? Now, if you go through that process and streamline that as much as possible, then you're going to get some value from that. So again, it's not just a property kind of business. It's whatever business you've got. Um, is going to benefit from this. So hopefully you found that useful. Um, The key thing, just to summarize there, the key things are, you know, have a one-page business model that kind of shows the different elements of your business, who your key partners are, what your key activities are, what your key costs are going to be, so what what your outgoing is going to be, what your revenue streams are, so what your income is going to be. And how are you going to do your advertising is another thing to put on there for um, whatever type of business it is. And then also have a business process document, uh, which is your business plan. Break down each of the steps of your uh, process into nice, easy, uh, uh, accessible chunks. Make sure you've got that. Look for opportunities to optimize that process and make it as efficient as possible. What can you automate? What can you strip out? What do you need to tweak to improve? 
you really use it as an opportunity to to take a good look at your business and hopefully it'll it'll get you into a position that when you want to grow you don't reach that barrier that wall because you already know you've already optimized your processes and then also when you're bringing when you want to grow even further and you want to bring people into your business i.e employees they've got a little handbook that they can refer to and get running even faster so hopefully that's helped if you've got any questions drop me a drop me a line on the facebook page go on to there it's the uh, the property entrepreneur podcast and you can find that on facebook and on instagram um hit me up on facebook if you like to say if you've got any questions or any comments if you've written your own business model or you've written your own business plan and you want somebody to cast an eye out cast an eye over it for you fire it over to me and i shall have a look and give you my feedback on it um, and hopefully that'll help you out so Thank you very much for listening and I shall see you next week.